Hey everyone, welcome to the Following Jesus podcast. I am Jake McGrew, and I co-host this podcast along with my incredible and talented wife, Jen. Hey y'all. This is a show where we sit down together and talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in your everyday life. We're so excited about this show, and we're so excited for today's episode, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Well, hey, howdy, hey, everyone. Hey, guys. Welcome to our podcast, to our show. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a great two weeks, hasn't it? It has. Yeah, we've been vacationing and having rest time and quality team time. All the things intermingled and it's Saturday today and there's church tomorrow and I'm feeling pretty rested. How about you? Yeah, I feel very rested and refreshed. It's, it's been good. We we had um, some time away and there was lots of smoke involved, lots of fire smoke involved and yeah. we, we got away from it and now we came home and there's fire smoke down here and so it's been a little uh, Smoky. Yeah, it's been smoky. And, you know, obviously we're praying too for all those who are being affected right now by it. It's devastating and, you know, it's impacting a lot of people. And, you know, we're praying for all the things for peace, for Absolutely. provision and protection and for rain. Yeah, that's Amen? right. There was, rain. A, there was one day we came outside and it was like snow falling on the car yeah, from all the ash. Bad. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. But we made it safe and sound. And we're home and we're getting ready for church tomorrow. And I'm excited. We're looking forward to church and being together with the church family and just being in the house of the Lord. It's going to be good. It is going to be good. Okay, what are we talking about today? Oh, well, I'll tell you, Jan. Okay. Let let me tell you. I wanted to carry on our conversation from last time, uh, from the question we had, actually. It was was talking a little bit about the question had something to do with being single and waiting. And I wanted to continue on our conversation because it's a conversation we've been having a lot lately is mm-hmm. about uh, relationships and, and what that looks like. And in mm-hmm. fact, we have coming up at church this Tuesday night, we're mm-hmm. having a special night with everybody under 30-ish um, where they can ask their... 18 to 35, Jake. Okay. So 30-ish was... Just in case anybody's listening and right. they're like, what? <laughs> right. Um, and they'll be able to ask any questions they have about relationships. And we're hoping they bring some really good questions. But it's been an ongoing conversation we've been having. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to talk a little bit today about the the myth of the one. And, you know, what people generally have this idea and concept about relationships or marriage and, and there being like this one person that they are meant to marry. And I I want to talk about and spend their life with, but I want to talk a little bit about where that idea came from and, and contrast that with probably what God's idea and concept and purposes for relationship, for, for marriage is. So that thought alone can bring so much anxiety and so much fear. Can you imagine just grabbing hold of that? It's a lie. Yeah. You know, and not really, you know, if you didn't know the truth, that lie just became this hardcore truth in your life. If, yeah. if I don't just enter the earth's atmosphere, at just the right trajectory, I'm going to burn up into a ball of flames and just feeling like that TikTok, yeah. you know, each and every day. But 
thank God he knows the desires of our heart and he does. Uh, we're going to we're going to unpack this right. as we get going here but so um let's go let's start back at the beginning like where this idea came from and it, this this idea of there is one person out right. there for you which is perpetuated nonstop everywhere right. you go there's there is whether you're watching movies or cartoons as a mm-hmm. child or listening to music mm-hmm. there is this idea mm-hmm. that there is one person out mm-hmm. there that you are meant to spend your life mm-hmm. with and this idea actually goes all the way back mm-hmm. probably to plato i think plato was the first person who talked about this and he wrote a paper called symposium and in this paper plato put out the the concept and the idea of this that a long time ago humans were were beings that were made up of four arms four legs they Mm. had two faces um and they were very strong and so the Greek gods were afraid that these these beings were too strong for them, and they would if they ever got together, they would take over the Greek gods and, right. and they would they would rule them. And so what Zeus came along and did was he split these people in half and made us into what we are today, two people, like right. where I have two arms and two legs and one mm-hmm. head and one face. Um, but what it was was when when Zeus did that, he actually actually separated. Um, what was one into two. Right. And so then the idea that Plato put forth then is that we have spent our whole lives looking for your missing other half. Right. Right. And that's where that idea comes from. Well, we know that's not true, obviously, but that's where the idea comes Mm -hmm. from. And that idea has been perpetuated. I mean, how many Disney movies have we watched? Right. Or songs have we listened to on repeat, on repeat, or books we've read. That's right. Mm -hmm. Where there's this idea of there's this one soulmate that if you can just find this real person, this one person, you're missing half, your life will be made complete. You'll be complete. You, you won't be missing. So all of the, man, and think about this, like all the pressure that puts on the person mm-hmm. that you're looking for mm-hmm. to fulfill all those missing mm-hmm. things they feel like they're missing that you're mm-hmm. going to bring to them. Well, we're, you know, we've been married almost oh. 26 years. and Shh, don't say that. 2.6 months. 2.6 months. <laughs> and it would be wrong. Well, it would be unfair and wrong for me to place that expectation on you because only God himself. Yeah can can make me whole and can make me complete. That's right. No matter how great you are, right. and you are pretty amazing, mm-hmm. you can't... I just said, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That was an autopilot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes, of course I'm great, Jake. Um, no matter how great you are, you, you don't complete me. That's just a lie. That statement is... I think fundamentally a lie that we've mm-hmm. been told that keeps us in this loop of looking for somebody to complete us when truthfully, I think, and you can chime in here if you want, but I think truthfully, the only person that completes us is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. And that in itself is a lifetime journey where you are constantly being perfected and worked on and chiseled away at. And that takes a whole lifetime. There's no, just think about the concept, the crazy concept. Okay. We're alive now and we are in our forties. But think about the idea that there is one person out there that could come along and just 
once you meet them and enter into a relationship with them, that person can make you complete and whole. Right. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And, you know, we're just to have a whole conversation on how we're made in the image of God. That well, just we're going to de- go. That's, yeah, where, that's where I'm heading. That just kind of debunks all that right there. If yeah. We're made in God's image. Then only God himself, you know, my, my days here on earth will be spent hopefully... You know, I'm saying hopefully for all of us guys that are listening in this process of transformation, as Corinthians talks about, you know, how we go from glory to glory. That's right. By looking at him, by spending time in his word. That's right. That's the goal. That's the, that's the point in marriage. Yeah. You know, marriage helps that <laughs> transformation. It, sh- it sure <laughs> it's does. It's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like our 26th anniversary will be in just a few short weeks uh-huh. and we'll have been married 26 uh-huh. years. Hey, just a side note. Is there any tips of wisdom, pearls of wisdom you'd love to offer anybody after 26 years? Oh man, you're putting me on the spot. Yep. Yeah. I was actually just before you were asking me that, I was thinking about how we should write a book on things they don't tell you. Things they don't actually tell you before you get married. An 11 volume set. (laughs) And see if you want to walk down the aisle after that. And if you do want to walk down the aisle after that, yeah, you're probably ready to get married. (laughs) I frequently tell people, and uh, it was my dad who said this to me, because when we, when we marry people, uh, you know, generally what you do is marriage counseling with them, Mm pre-marriage counseling. But we've learned, and dad said this Mm -hmm. as well, but we've learned over the years that people really don't know, they don't really need pre-marriage counseling. They need like post one year marriage counseling. Well, people, you know, young couples, older couples, but you know, I just speak to the young here. You already think you know everything anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So it's trial by fire. (laughs) Then you go through 12 months of marriage and you're like, Hmm. Maybe you've been humbled a little bit That's enough right. now to, you know, because you're ready for help. Yeah. Also, <laughs> we've been married so long. Did you realize that we just both like synchronized our hmm at the same time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was synchronized and harmonized. <laughs> we are one. We are one. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, just sitting here thinking about this, I, I've never really had these thoughts. You know, I've, I've thought about obviously how crazy the idea of, there being one person to complete you is, but I've never thought about the flip side of it because I'm always thinking about it from the side where the person is looking, right? Right. But then think about it from the flip side of that person, the other person, when you come into their life and they're like, hey, you're going to make me whole. You're going to complete me. All the pressure and mm-hmm. all the weight, right. how, that, that's so ungodly. That's so unfair to try and put all that on one person. Nobody can meet those expectations. Yeah, nobody can. You know, you can't, you can, you know, just even thinking of, you know, just daily needs that we can have, like joy or strength or life. Like you can be a source of life for me. You can be a source of strength. You can be a source of joy or peace or hope, but you can never be the joy, the strength, the hope, the life. Only Jesus Christ can do that. That's right. And thank God. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Amen. Otherwise, there'd be, there, I don't think we'd make it to where we need to go, or I know we wouldn't make it where we need to go without Him Amen. in the midst of it. That's, so that's why there is so many marriages that mm-hmm. fail, because you, you honestly can't do this on your own. Marriage just isn't... And you know, a lot of people, you know, good Christians, like marriage, it's about 
um, waiting and having sex or marriage is about like, we're going to have a house together and we're going to set up and play family and we're going to raise good godly kids. And those are all good things, mm-hmm. but there's so much more to, to mm-hmm. the concept of marriage than just maybe even the ideas that we have at the get-go. Takes a whole lot of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So, I mean, if you go back to the get-go, to the very beginning, I always love, like when we talk about certain things, I always say, you know what, let's just go back to the very beginning and see the original design, the original intent, and then work our way forward from there. Then we can figure out what the Lord's design and his idea was. And so when it comes to having somebody that you're spending your life with, you know, whether your husband or your future wife, your your future husband, your future wife, um, there's a few things that we see in there. Right. The first thing is that we see that we're made, like you were saying, in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And so then we see later on that that God creates Adam. And then he says, what? It's not good that man is alone. That's right. Right. And, and so why is that? Because we are beings that are created in the image mm-hmm. of God. And God is a God of community and relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so one of the purposes of somebody coming into your life is to be a companion to you, to walk the road of life with you, to strengthen you when you need it, to to encourage you when you need it, but to to be a friend to you when you need it, you know, to just to help you move along through life and bring joy in your life because God said, "Hey, you can't do this by yourself. It's not good that you should be alone." So I'm going to I'm going to institute this concept of togetherness and unity and w- what we call marriage, right? right. I, don't, I don't think the Lord had like a marriage ceremony in the garden between Adam and Eve, you know, like we have today, right. but the concept and and the idea was set right then and there. Then he said, it's not, you know, you guys need to have kids. You need to populate this planet and you need to raise good godly offspring. And that's another aspect of what marriage and and finding that person in your life. But here's the thing, like honestly, you you could you could get married to just about anybody and work your way through it Mm -hmm. because the vehicle of marriage isn't about finding your missing half or that one person. Marriage is about what God does inside of you, the work that he's able to do inside of you and through you as you join your life to somebody else and have to learn how to navigate and walk that road together. Right. And, you know, just as you're saying that, I would also encourage you girls not just to marry any guy and just think, well, I can marry any guy and I will be happy. Right. That also categorically is untrue. And I want to be very emphatic about that. You know, it's one of the things I love about or loved in John Mark um, Comer's book, Loveology, is he was talking about, you know, look for a guy with a gardening project. Look for a guy with purpose. Look for a guy that is walking closely with the Lord. Look for a guy that can lead you because if he can't already lead himself, he's not going to be able to lead you and he's not going to be able to lead your children. So things to look for (laughs) in a guy, a guy that already has a a sense of identity, a sense of purpose. He knows where, you know, he knows who he is. He knows where he's going. There's a gardening project going on inside of his life, you know, a purpose, a mission that he's already on that you guys can partner with together so that there is, you know, so you're not just like friends going to a movie, but there's some sense of, you know, God, God doesn't just want you to have companionship. Right. God wants you to have a, a, a fulfillment, mm. fulfillment in that marriage and a purpose in that marriage. You know, it's not for you guys just to hug and cuddle and to have sex, but that there is a purpose for your marriage. And that's, that's right. to complete God's assignment um, here on earth 
together. So yes, it's it's about becoming one. It's about becoming more like Christ together. But there is an assignment, I believe, in that marriage that the Lord wants you both to achieve together. Absolutely. So girls, please don't just marry anybody. <laughs> yeah. Don't yes. just and marry I, anybody. So I, I know you weren't saying that. Yeah. I just felt there was a little bit of a gap there and I needed no. to fill that hole. I'm gl- And I'm glad you said that. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to say, obviously, in context of what I'm saying, it is assumed that everything you just said is already in place. Right. Right. So I'm not talking about like, a, hey, you could go find some dude on the street and be like, I'm going to marry that guy. Yeah. Because Jake said I could marry anybody. Not true. Not true. Not obviously true. not true. Uh, what I am saying is obviously based off everything you just said, that's like the prerequisite. And then inside of that, what I'm saying is there's no one person. Like you've got to search out, you've got to date all these people, you've got to find the right one because there's somebody in the in the crowd of all those people that meet the criteria you talked about. Then inside mm-hmm. of that, then there's one you've got to find. Mm-hmm. That's not true. You could you could you could marry people and God is going to work in your lives. Mm-hmm. And and because marriage, primarily a big, a big chunk of it is what God does in you. Because when you look at what love is, this is why I'm saying all this, love is never, I I have not found a scripture in the Bible that refers to love being something that that you receive. Right. Every time love is talked about in the word of God, it is talked about in the context of what you are giving away, what, what you are laying down, what are you giving of yourself. It's not love is when somebody does this for you. Now, Obviously, yes, it's it's reciprocal, right? So if we're both walking in love, there will be giving and receiving. Mm-hmm. But the Bible standard for love is love is giving. God so loved that he gave his only, right? right. And so love is always giving. And so inside of that, when you marry somebody and you begin to walk through the journey of life, when you begin to embark on that calling, as you were saying, that God has for each of you, mm-hmm. then God begins to go to work inside of you because there's days when one person is chewing gum too loud and they have to throw it out the window or there's they're snoring in bed or they've made a mess in the bathroom and you, and, and you want to get frustrated and annoyed and all these different kinds of things. And God begins to work inside of you right. to help you walk more full in love because at the end of your life, you are supposed to look more like him than anybody else. Right. Amen. Okay, clap. <laughs> you can, you can if you want, or you could add something. Well, you- I want to add something, but it doesn't, it would be taking some steps backwards, well, but I'd like to for a minute. Take some steps backwards. Um, because a I'm a girl, I want to speak to the girls. And one of the things I want to say is don't settle. Yeah. Don't settle. And uh, Matthew 6, 33 says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. All these things, you know, I believe also includes the desires of your heart. Mm -hmm. You know, I think at a young age, girls, we all made those lists or, you know, you might be in your twenties and you've made those, you know, that list that you have of, you know, things that you'd like to see in a guy. And, you, you know, you might, you might be able to check off all the boxes and, and meet the right one. Um, but may, you know, I would just say, I feel it's incumbent upon me to say, make sure that one of those boxes to get checked off is a man who is passionately in love with Jesus, That's right. who passionately walks closely with Jesus. And, you know, part of not settling, you know, um, includes 
um, knowing how to wait. How do you wait well? And I think we talked right. about this a few weeks ago. And one of the things I had said was uh, one of the ways that will help us in, in seasons of waiting, then I'm saying us, because, you know, we're all waiting for something, whether you're waiting, for, you know, to start dating or you're waiting to get married or, right. you know, whatever you're waiting for. I, I think that we're, we could all have our conversations, you know, around a cup of coffee and be like, this is what I'm waiting for. You know, I, in my notes, you know, it, I just have um, some stats here that I think some of you might find interesting, but it really proves the, the point that the Lord... Is we're never going to get away from waiting in our life, you know, that if the Lord perfects <laughs> himself inside That's of right. us, a maturity inside of us that is very needed yeah. in these seasons of waiting Let and that we would learn, totally work. James one, um, but that we would learn how to better trust him yeah. as our good, good father, that we would know him as our father. Like Hannah, she waited 19 years. Joseph waited 13 years. Abraham, 25. Moses, 40. You know, I had a stat here, you know, it, it, kind of makes the point, kind of not, but Jesus 30, you know, that was his preparation, you know, for ministry. Some people would push back on that, but I'm just going to broadly say that and just say to you guys, like you're in good company if you're in a season of waiting and, you know, and we all are in some sort of season of waiting, but to go back and to what I said a few minutes ago, you know, how can we wait well is worship while you wait. And I, I know yeah. I did say this on we a did, podcast yeah, a few weeks ago. Say it again. Um, but worship while you wait. And that doesn't just mean like you're singing the stand. I'll stand with arms high and heart abandoned. I'm not just saying like you put on the worship music as loud as you can in the car. Sure, <laughs> do that. And it will bring you a sense of the presence of the Lord yeah. in your life. And, you know, might realign your heart with the Lord. And we need to do those things. But when I'm saying worship while you wait, I'm saying really, 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 really live a life of surrender that is your head is bowed before your father and that your hands are held high so that, um, and your hands are open. So you're not trying to put what you want into your own hands, but you're waiting for your good, good father That's right. to put what he has in your hands because his fruit is so much sweeter and so much better That's right. than the fruit that you could try to... So much. Yeah, because I, the, the fruit that you could try to conjure up for yourself. Like, I think that if, we're, if we don't learn how to wait well, we fall prey to maybe taking the fruit off the ground when the Lord says, right. you know what, I have fruit for you in season that's going to be fresh off the tree for you. That's right. You know, and, and that could be like the one. And now I'm saying the one, you know, if you saw my fingers here, you Air know... quotes. Yeah, because, you know, we're also talking about how there isn't a one that the Lord could have multiple ones, right. but <laughs> very important. The one he walks closely with Jesus, you know, he has a relationship with the Lord, a guy that, you know, can lead you well, that could lead your future children together. Right. Well, you know, you're not having to teach him these things. So, you know, you don't want to be trying to like date someone who you're already not equally yoked with. Yeah, I'm just no, going to put a big red X yeah. on that. Uh, let's just, let's just say right now, <laughs> no to missionary dating. No to missionary dating. Right? It yes. just, it, it never works well. And like, maybe you have a great intention, but it's just not the highest and best. And why would you, why would you scoot down lower, right? It's exactly what you're saying. Like picking up fruit off the ground, just wait, God's got something better for you. Totally. And you know, like, Kate, you were talking about like to the ladies, but I think that goes to the guys as well. You know, guys, like guys, they see an attractive woman because guys are visual. 
right? We all know that guys are visual. And so they see an attractive woman say, I want to marry her. I like her. She's beautiful. I want to spend my life with her. But the same things matter to, to, to men. You know, you need to make sure that she is someone who is passionate about mm-hmm. Jesus as well. And that she has the same desires that you have. You know, there's things mm-hmm. look beyond the outside and totally. look on the inside. Look for the fruit of the spirit. You know, we were, right. we were talking about this this week with some of our team. I had brought up the point about like how fruit can look good, but that doesn't mean it tastes good. Yeah. Right. And if I could use the word taste really loosely, obviously here, but you know, like she's not just hot or he's not just hot. So they might like look good, Mm -hmm. but you know, do they have the fruit of the spirit That's right. in their life? Are they, do they have joy or they just, you know, I don't, I don't want to go there, but you know, do they have a sense of peace around them? A sense of calmness, like steadiness, you know, is, is there goodness in their life? You know, kind are they kind you know we could go through all of these things we're not here to talk about the fruit of the spirit but you know yeah they could look great but if if the fruit doesn't taste great that's you right. know taste like the lord stay far far away so you know back to what i was saying a minute ago worship while you wait mm-hmm. and it will help you wait well so that you don't fall prey to getting out of the timing of the Lord. You know, Ecclesiastes 3.11, I know I talk about this verse all the time, but God makes all things beautiful in his time for you. So I've, you know, I preached on this a few years ago or a couple years ago at Hope City. I think it was on Mother's Day. I was talking about how the Lord makes things beautiful in his time, but I had roses and I said to the ladies, I said, why would you settle for the bud? You know, I think so many times we can settle for the bud, but we, because we haven't really known the fullness of the bloom or the fragrance of the full bloom and just encourage you all like worship while you wait so that, you know, the one that the Lord has, again, I'm saying one loosely. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but God approves. Let me just say, God approves, you know, your parents approve, you know, or you have spiritual moms and dads. Maybe you don't have parents that, you know, you feel like you could talk to you about these things, but spiritual moms and dads approve, you know, but that there's a fullness to a bloom that looks like the Lord smells like the Lord. Yeah. Amen. And, and would and would also be one that would help you become more like Jesus. Right. Not sure if I said that well, but I think I had a bunch of thoughts. I think you said it. I think you said it real well. You know, the, the outward fruit it fades, you know, the attractiveness, mm-hmm. the, the things that, that first attract you to that person, probably the way they look, the way mm-hmm. they act, their, their, their personality, mm-hmm. those things change over time and they fade. But the fruit of the spirit, the things that you really care about mm-hmm. that are going to last a long time, those are the things that you want to look for. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, as you were talking, like w- w- most of this conversation has kind of been geared around people who aren't married and still are looking, right? And trying to dispel the myth of there, there is the one, you know, like there right. is, you're missing half that you're trying to find. And that's just, that's that's a lie. I, I, I honestly think it's a lie from the enemy mm-hmm. to make us anxious and uh, not wanting to wait, like you're saying, like rushing a process that doesn't need to be pr- rushed. Or on the other hand, just never get married. Yeah, because you can't <laughs> ever find the right person. Right. You, yeah. They become like we've this seen, unicorn. We've seen it both ways. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking yeah. of two people right yeah. now. It's like they become like this mythical unicorn. Yep. That's right. Mm-hmm. But now, what about to a person who is married already and you're married and you're walking through life and you're like, man, I'm married and this person isn't what I thought. And maybe I should just break up. Maybe we should get a divorce. Maybe we should mm-hmm. separate uh, because there's somebody out there that is better for me than this person. Mm-hmm. What would you say to that person? What would I say to that person? Yeah. Um, love never fails. <laughs> yeah. 
That's good. Love never fails. That's what I would say. You know, um, welcome to marriage. Welcome to learning what yeah. real love is. That's and it right. crushes you. It does. It will crush you to be married for 26 years. And oh, it sh- and are it, you crushed? No, but it like, but it should. And through the crushing, this is yeah. like a whole other message. If, you know, if you will surrender, see, this is back to worship. So, you know, worship while you wait and then you worship while you're married, <laughs> you know? But if you stay in that place of surrender, that crushing will produce an anointing in your life. That's right. Not just to stay married, but also produce an anointing on your kids' lives too, yeah. so that they learn what real love is, yeah. that they learn not to quit, you know, that they learn how to love well, how to be married well, what it looks like to not just be married, but stay married. And that there is even enjoyment That's right. on the ins- other side of those things, That's you right. know, and never to buy into that lie. Well, I married the wrong person, yeah. you know, like we've been very honest about our church. You know, we went through a really rough season mm-hmm. years ago now, yeah. you know, where it would have been easy to buy into some lies from the enemy. And that's the thing, you guys, about a lie from the enemy. He'll, he'll plant a lie in your mind and he's so insidious about it. Mm-hmm. You know, this is how the enemy works is that you'll, if you think about it, if you fall prey to thinking about it too long, that's right. that that lie will become truth and you will convince yourself that you are doing the right thing and you are making the right decision. That's, that's right. And right? that's he's why the it's father so, of all lies. Yeah. And that's why it's so important like it says in 2 Corinthians 10, to bring every thought mm-hmm. into captivity. Mm-hmm. Because what, when you begin to dwell on those mm-hmm. thoughts, they find a home in your heart. Right. And the right. longer you think about it, right, the more you begin to act mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. So, you, you know, you, you could get married to someone without the agape love of God. Right. But to stay married for me and for you, yeah. that's taken agape love. That's right. Right. Unconditional love for those of you who don't know what that means. It's an unconditional love that can only come from the Lord himself. Because in agape love, you know, it's it's not me loving you by my own strength, but that there's a grace in that love as as I'm crushed, as I'm forgiving you, as I'm or vice versa. You know, I'm just using myself as an example, but you know, as I as I go through seasons of crushing or times where I have to forgive you that it really hurts, you know, it's like God's grace comes in yeah. and he says that you can do this and he and somehow by the power of his grace through all of that, he makes our marriage better. Yeah. And it's attractive. It is. It is attractive. Yeah. Um, you know, there is something that you see. We don't see this in North America, but you do see in arranged marriages, people who have never met. Right. They have to unite their lives. Two people who've mm-hmm. never met are suddenly thrust together. Right. And they have to begin to work it out. And for them, it's not really an option mm-hmm. to, to split up. Mm-hmm. Right, because that, their culture doesn't allow that. Mm-hmm. But in that process, mm-hmm. you see these two people beginning to work through love mm-hmm. and beginning to learn how to how to really mm-hmm. love, beginning how to learning how to lay their life down mm-hmm. for a complete stranger. And and honestly, that is a, that is a beautiful picture mm-hmm. of what real love looks like. Because here in North America, our love is based on let me look at you, let me spend mm-hmm. time with you, let me get to know you, and then I'll decide if I love you. And if I mm-hmm. love you, I want to marry you. But then there's this other side where you see these other marriages where people come along. They've never met. They're arranged and they get married and you see them working through this together. And it's a beautiful picture of walking in love together. It is a beautiful picture, you know, and I know that we're, we're out of time. We're out of time. But I just, I want to say this because you would ask me what I would say. I would also say pray. You know, I think so often we can be quick to 
Lord, would you, you know, our prayers are make them change or, you know, Lord, yeah. do this or point out their flaws and or make them a better person. When humility would say, Lord, make me a better person. Mm-hmm. Lord, make me more like you. And even for those of you who, you know, are waiting or you're single or, you know, your desire is for marriage is, you know, may you find yourself in a season of preparedness where your heart says, Lord, would you make me more like you? Would you yeah. make me a person? Um, prepared for the person that you have for me. Yeah. Uh, Those are holy prayers that will align you, um, will will align you with the Lord and will also keep you in the timing of the Lord. He knows. Can I, can I add a scripture here? Of course. Um, I love this scripture so much. It's Job 23. And um, I'll just jump to the end just because we're out of time. Um, but it says, but he knows the way that I take when he's tested me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot is held fast to his steps. I have kept his way and I've not turned aside. I've not departed from the commandment of his lips. I've treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food, but he is unique and who can make him change. And, and he, um, and whatever his soul desires that he does, and this is the end scripture and I love it so much for he performs what is appointed for me and many such things. Or in his mind. Yeah. Walk closely with Jesus, That's you right. guys. Yeah. He, he knows. He knows. He knows. He knows the way that you take, and he has what is appointed for you. You are in his mind all the time. Yeah. And if you don't know what to pray, pray simple prayers. Yeah. Say, Lord, teach me to walk in love. Teach me what love is. Teach me to love in this moment right now. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what to do. I know what my flesh wants to do, mm-hmm. but teach me to act like you. Act like you and another prayers, Lord, let your kingdom come and let your will be done. That's right. Amen. Amen. You know, you kept saying worship while you wait. And every time you said it, I kept instantly hearing um, whistle (laughs) while you work. (laughs) Oh, whistle while you work. I thought you were going to sing a song. It is a song. Whistle while you work. Worship while you wait. Maybe I'll write a song about that. Maybe you should. Yeah. Well, that's it for today. Uh, we hope that it helped you somewhat. If you want, you can send us your thoughts and questions at uh, questions at the following com. We always love to hear from you. We love to answer your questions. Send them on in. We hope and pray that you are blessed by what you heard today and that it helped you moving forward in your life. Until next time. Oh, am I supposed to say something? Well, you leaned forward. I just like wanted you were to say, say that we love you guys and we're praying for you. And I just want to end with this final thought. There is grace for your journey. He's with you. That's right. Those are great words to end on. So we'll see you later, everybody. Well, that's it, everybody. That is our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Hey, if you did, would you take just a moment and rate and review the show? It helps spread the word and so other people can be encouraged in their own lives. If you've got questions or thoughts you want to share with us, send us an email at questions at the following Jesus podcast.com and we can answer them for you. And in the meantime, in your own life, wherever you're at, remember... Keep following Jesus.